Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning. I am Heather Caro. And I'm Chris Motes. And we're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us for Real Presence Live today. It's going to be a great day. We've got a lot of fantastic guests lined up for our show this morning. Chris, and I can thank it all to you. Well, you know, it's, uh, I know people. What can I say? Although, You're in the know. I was just, it, was just, it just occurred to me this morning as I was looking at our notes as we're getting ready. They're all lawyers. Please forgive me. Oh, I'm shocked. No, they're great guys. We, they're, we've got some great, great uh, guys coming on the on the program today. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, law. We're going to talk a little bit about politics and uh, and the faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a it's an interesting how this show lined up and uh, where we're at today. But it, I think it's a continuation, Chris, of the chaos that we've all been feeling for quite a while. Yeah, you know. And so I'm really excited to have some of our guests on today. And our first one. I'm going to let you introduce him. Oh, we're still working on him. Never mind. But um, it was really interesting because you wanted to discuss legislation starting locally for states. And so we're going to chat with um, each state, Minnesota, North Dakota, and South Dakota, and kind of get a feeling for what we can look forward to this year. And I'm kind of excited for our first guest because we're going to get a little personal background on what brought him into politics. Yeah, uh, we're going to be joined shortly by um, Representative John Hansen. He is a state representative in South Dakota. And uh, Representative Hansen and, and I have been friends for a few years, as long as I've been doing this work. And uh, it sounds like we've got him on the line. Representative Hansen, are you with us? Hey, Chris, how's it going? Hey, good. Welcome to uh, welcome to our show here this morning. It's uh, it's great to have you have you on. We're gonna we've got Heather and I were just visiting. We've got a lineup of 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 folks to talk about what's happening in politics in South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota here today. But um, but but you are gonna you're gonna carry the flag for the state legislators because we've got our Catholic Conference guys. But um, Representative Hansen, it are, for listeners who know you will know that you were just elected to uh, kind of a senior leadership position in the South Dakota State Legislature, the, the Speaker Pro Temp position, um, if I got that right. Tell us, uh, tell us, like, how does that work? Like, what, is that, what does that position mean? What does it do? Sure, yeah. Well, um, first of all, thanks for having me, and thanks, Heather, for having me. Uh, and good morning to you both. Um, so the Speaker Pro Temp position um, it's, a, it's an officer of the House of Representatives. And so um, a, a lot of what that involves is making sure that, you know, in the context of the debate that takes place on the House, which at times can get very contentious and heated and tense, there needs to be somebody to focus and make sure that people are being treated with the dignity and respect that they deserve as a member of the legislature. We're all sent by our constituents. Um, to peer, to represent them, to speak on their behalf. And so um, with that comes, I think, a, a, 
a right that you're treated with the respect that um, comes with that office. And so uh, really what it focuses on is is um, is making sure that the members are, are, are treated fairly, that the debate flows um, uh, smoothly, and that we're able to, you know, do what we need to do to make sure that we can decide really important issues on behalf of the people of the state of South Dakota. So how do you well, get into this kind of a role, Representative? Sure, yeah. So um, <clears throat> it's, uh, it's there's actually a couple of different elections for the speaker role. So in the speaker pro tem role. So uh, we decide as a caucus who we'd like to nominate for the position. And so we did that shortly after the general election. Uh, we met in Pierre and um, we nominated our candidate. I was um, fortunate to be chosen as uh, our caucus's nominee. And so then there will also be a vote on the House floor uh, almost the first thing we do when we get out to Pierre on Tuesday where uh, the legislature will um, nominate and, and select those people. And so uh, it's, 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 you have to win your general election, then you have to win another election, and then you have to win another election. So it really takes about three elections to get the job done. Wow. Um, but I, I'm very fortunate to be in, in that role, and I'm honored to serve the House. Well, one of the things you you mentioned, Representative Hansen, was just sort of this this duty to help safeguard the dignity of the process and the dignity of the of the members that are speaking on the floor. And I I got to say that's one of the first things I mentioned um, when I started spending a lot of time in Pierre was that all of the different legislature uh, legislators from where, wherever they came from in the state, um, whatever different um, principles they may have had or parties that they may belong to. It seemed that there was a real sense of, of civility, camaraderie, um, and, and friendliness, you know, that was exhibited during the inter- informal interactions down on the floor as I'm sort of watching from the, from the peanut gallery up above. Would, would you agree? Is that, have you kind of experienced the same sense of civility, even with people that have maybe differing political opinions? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's something that I really cherish um, as, a, as a member of the House. You know, for the last couple of years, just where I sat on the floor was um, in the back row and almost to the left side of uh, of the chamber. So I sat um, on one side of me was um, a Republican, and on the other side of me was a Democrat. And I'm just so fortunate to have gotten to sit there uh, because there's, there's so much um, that we agree on. And there's so much commitment to just good government in our state. That, um, that, you know, you, you look on TV and you might believe that um, civility is dying or dead. But I can tell you from serving in the state of South Dakota that here that's not true, that we still have a commitment to civility. It's still alive and well. And um, I think we're just really blessed and we're going to do what we can do to maintain that. Amen. I really appreciate um, just that witness. One of the things that, that I think has uh, just been really important as I watch some of these um, just really powerful, dignified, um, noble leaders, yourself included, is that there's always a story kind of behind the principles that mm. that inspire the way they carry themselves in the public public square. And I know too, Representative Hansen, that you've got a faith story. And I'm wondering if you could maybe just share with us a little bit about um, your your own journey of faith. Um, our, our listeners may not know that, that you're married to just uh, Sheila. You've got uh, 
beautiful, beautiful kids and are worshiping uh, at St. Mary's up in Del Rapids, which is just a, a phenomenal mm-hmm. parish. I'm sure we've got plenty of Dells folks tuning in right mm-hmm. now. Um, but what's what's your own journey been like? Yeah, so I had a I, I had a, a mother who loved me very much growing up, and who was always um, a strong Christian believer in Jesus Christ. And uh, I grew up Lutheran, and uh, so the, you know, kind of the rule uh, once we got a little later into our adolescence was. You go to confirmation, and then once you're done with confirmation, you're pretty much done. You know, you don't. There's no real obligation or expectation to do anything beyond that. So, I did that, and then for a while, I was just done. I really didn't think much about Christ or the church um, until I met my wife Sheila. And um, after we had been dating for a little while, she just extended an invitation um, to go to mass, and so. I went with her, and I still remember the first time going into the church, and uh, there was just something different about it, I can tell you instantly. Um, And and the only thing I can attribute that to, really, is the presence of the Eucharist in the church Mm -hmm. at St. Mary's in Del Rapids. And uh, so that was very intriguing to me. And so uh, for quite some time, I attended Mass, and uh, then I got, you know, a little serious about thinking about converting to the faith. And so, before I did that, I wanted to start going back to the Lutheran Church, uh, because I just didn't, I didn't want to sort of abandon my family's um, tradition in that respect. And so, I was going to both churches for um, a little while, and just trying to discern the right way forward. And so, um, eventually, I just felt this, this strong calling to enter the Catholic Church, and I was um, I was blessed to become uh, Catholic, and it, it was just a great great uh, learning journey for me, great journey of uh, spirituality and growing in the faith, growing in my relationship with the Lord. Um, it was uh, it was I, I have a heart for the converts out there. <laughs> uh, I think you, I think you're awesome, and uh, I think it's uh, it's a great way uh, to enter the to enter the church. Mm. Well, I'm I'm just so glad that, that that is your story. I'm so grateful for your just your brotherhood and um you know, even just like listening to you share share the story. I'm getting getting goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Maybe kind of connecting the pieces a little bit to where you are today. You know, kind of just telling the story of um being attracted to Catholicism through Sheila and and then taking those steps. At what point at what point were you attracted to, to politics? Was that at a similar point in time, or did, was that was that something completely separate? Uh, it, was a, it was a bit down the road, um, but not entirely. You know, um, thinking about my mom again, growing up, uh, mom always watched the news every morning. Mm-hmm. And so when I would wake up as a kid, I'd, I'd go down the stairs, and instead of watching cartoons, I'd watch the news every day. And, mm-hmm. you know, as we know, um, our news is, oftentimes dominated by the political events of the day that are unfolding. And so I just think that exposure um, to those current events is what first kind of just um, tuned me in, at least, to um, to politics, generally speaking. Um, and then, you know, uh, just as I... It, it was really a part of... Um, it's sort of a, an extension of my faith that I just developed sort of this um, this awareness and this attention to uh, the events of the day 
and the importance of what's going on in our government. Um, and and so I just started paying more attention to those things. I started to um, be a little more deliberate in what I was reading and studying as far as um, uh, the church's interaction with the government and uh, how Christians should respond in our civilized society. And, um, and then beyond that, it was just um, an attention to knowing and doing the will of the Lord. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's my prayer and my, my family's prayer every day, is to just um, to seek the will of the Lord, to have the courage to step up and do it when called. And um, so I think just a combination of all those things uh, brought me into the political arena. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't the, the Lord's will in our lives. And so all those things sort of bring me to this point today. Well, and I find that so interesting because... The state of South Dakota has a very short session. And so everybody, well, I shouldn't say everybody, majority of the folks have other jobs that they step away from so that they can participate in our state's legislature. So what do you do outside of being a representative? Uh, I'm a lawyer. And it wasn't, I wasn't always a lawyer as I was uh, in the legislature. So, you know, part of my journey to just seek and do the will of the Lord uh, brought me to the legislature initially. I ended up on the Judiciary Committee um, and uh, really loved it, loved the issues that come before the Judiciary Committee. Uh, I think it's just a, just a fantastic deliberative um, entity within the House of Representatives. And uh, I, I ended up liking the issues so much that I started to discern the idea that I would um, leave what I was doing and uh, go to law school. And so that's that's where the Lord ended up leading me. So I left the legislature for a time, uh, attended law school at USD, and um, and now I'm back in the legislature. And, you know, fortunately, uh, it's, you know, there's, it, it, it's, it's not, uh, it, it's not the easiest thing in the world to jump in and out of, but, uh, you know, legal practice is, is very, um, it, it goes, it works well with a, with a, career in politics, obviously, because we deal so much in the law that they just, um, they, they work really nicely together. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, we're talking this morning with John Hansen, a representative from South Dakota's uh, state legislature. Um, Chris is my co-host this morning. Chris, we're going to take a quick break, if that's all right, and then we'll come back yeah. with more more with John. He's got a lot more to share. We're just getting started with him. Uh, we're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, so thank you for joining us on Real Presence Live. We're going to take a quick break, come back, more with Representative John Hansen. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. If you have ever been through the hell of deep darkness and suffering, like the suicide of a loved one, do you know that your experience may be helpful to someone else? 
I'm Father Chris Alar. Mercy is defined as a particular mode of love that when love encounters suffering, it does something about it. And when you exercise the corporal and spiritual works of mercy, you are truly loving your neighbor. Jesus said, when a soul approaches me with trust, I fill it with an abundance of graces that it cannot contain it within itself, but radiates them to other souls. Let us show you how to be that radiator and find healing for yourself in the process. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo, parishioner of Saints Anne and Joachim Church in Fargo. I'm excited to share with you the launch of Lumen Vision, providing eye care for the whole family, including eye emergencies, vision therapy, and routine exams. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Eyes of Faith, a frame company that prints scripture verses on the inside of each frame. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I am Heather Caro. And I am Chris Motes. And, and we we're are broad- joined. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> we're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us on Real Presence Live. And as Chris was going to say, and I cut him off, Representative John Hansen is on with us. We've had great conversation with him already this morning. And so we get another segment with him. I'm grateful for that because we barely got started, Chris. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot more to talk about. So, we were, <laughs> um, so, so Representative Hansen is the Speaker Pro Temp of the South Dakota House of Representatives. He's, um, he's a faithful Catholic uh, convert. We got to hear a little bit about his story and uh, just um, just learned that he's a lawyer too, which is a great great segue for um, something that uh, something I want to talk about a little bit next is is religious freedom, um, mm. kind of the first freedom in our our Bill of Rights that we have as Americans, and uh, the patron saint of of both lawyers and and statesmen, people working in in politics is Saint Thomas Saint Thomas More, who. A lot of people don't necessarily know this. Um, they, they sort of know of him as the king's chancellor. But oh. before he was the chancellor and before he um, kind of made his famous stand for religious freedom and conscience, and conscience he was the speaker of the House of Commons, um, sort of the, the British Parliament, if you will, um, the, the People's Chamber. He was the speaker of the House. So maybe a little little overlap uh overlap there you've you've got with uh St. Thomas More representative Hansen. Well, we're big St. Thomas More fans around here. In fact, my my son Garrett's middle name is Thomas after St. Thomas More. So nice. he's uh oh, we're, we're big fans. So so this this religious freedom, you know, uh, Thomas More um uh gave his life this this kind of witness of martyrdom um coming up on 500 years ago i think uh it's it was in the 15 early 1530s religious freedom has just been um something that in recent years has been so so important um to to catholics but it's always always a uh, catholics in america it's really always been important going back to the very early days of our country you know what is 
what are, what are your thoughts on, on why this liberty of religious freedom is right at the top of the list, number one in the Bill of Rights? Well, we are, I think we're just so blessed to live in a country and a state that has a heritage of recognizing the importance of religious liberty. Uh, like you mentioned, Chris, in the Constitution, that um, you know, the Constitution recognizes our, our natural right. Um, to practice religion and to be, you know, and it also prohibits the, the, um, any laws that would prohibit the free exercise thereof. And I just love also, even in South Dakota, our own state model right away, under God, the people rule. Yes. And so the, there's just this rich tradition and recognition of the importance, um, of, of religious people to be able to live out their conscience. So Why I think you... the issue, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, why do you think it was so important for our forefathers? Well, I think it cuts to the core of who we are as human beings, you know, as, as uh, creations of God. So, you know, roads and bridges, those are uh, issues that are important to all of our lives, and uh, those issues take up a lot of time, and rightfully so, when we meet in here. Uh, but matters of religion deal with who we are as human persons. Um, and people's ability to live their faith is just central to who we are. And, and so I think that's why uh, Congress and our state have rightfully placed that um, at, at the top of consideration to say that, you know, we need to make sure that we do what we need to do so that people are free to exercise their faith in our state and our country. Well, and I'm the only uh, non-lawyer on the show today as our producer nicely pointed out during our break. So I'm going to ask the lay people questions <laughs> today. Um, so when we're talking about religious freedom, I have read an article recently about how Americans, we tend to be confused about what that is. Mm. Real briefly, I know that's um, a tall order, but can you tell us what religious freedom really is? Sure. I, I mean, I, I think if you think about how um, uh, how Christians act out their faith, generally speaking. You know, we are not called as a Christian people um, just just to live a life ordered to Christ between the hours of 10 a.m. and 11 a.m. at St. Mary's and Del Rapids. Mm-hmm. We're called to live our whole life ordered to Christ. And so I think what that means in terms of religious liberty is that um, it's not just about making sure people have the freedom to go to church. But it's about making sure that Christians everywhere um, can live out their faith in, in the public arena, uh, in their day-to-day life, uh, in their work, and to make sure that, you know, really, uh, people of faith just uh, can exercise uh, their faith without the government telling them that they can't. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a really important point to make too that it's it's something to do it's it's um religious freedom is not like a tool that just sort of sits on the shelf and 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 get like your hammer that just sort of sits on the tool bench and never gets used and and gets dusty and rusty it's like something for us to use that that really must be lived and i think um sometimes that can cause a little bit of trepidation especially as the world is becoming um there's kind of a call for us to be a bit more apostolic. You know, this, this Christendom age is over with in which it, in which the dominant culture mm-hmm. aligns with, with Christianity on pretty much everything. Any, any advice, Representative Hansen, for people 
who maybe feel a little bit of trepidation um, about really fully living their faith in the public square? Well, to begin, I would just encourage them to pray for courage. And I would really encourage everybody to pray for the courage of um, Christian leaders and our leaders generally. Um, but one thing that I've seen uh, as in, in my observation, a more recent trend, is that there are many um, strong people of faith who, um, who believe in Christ's teaching. But sometimes, when your back is up against the wall in, in, uh, in the political context, you see where people lose courage, and mm-hmm. they sort of tip over. And so it's not enough to know the teaching. We also need the courage to live it out. And um, so my prayer for, for political leaders has been not only to, to know the will of the Lord, to know the teaching of the Church, but to also have the courage um, mm. to live it out. Amen. Um, you know, I think about the, the quote, I don't even know who it's attributed to, but um, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think back to my early Catholic formation, you know, attending Mass and uh, at the beginning of Mass, we said that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. And mm-hmm. that's a beautiful teaching of the Church. A sin of omission was something that I don't remember learning in my early for- formation before my conversion to Catholicism. So we need to be acting according to God's will, and for some that would mean in the promotion of religious liberty and the defense of people's God-given natural rights. So I just hope that um, listeners to this show will prayerfully discern whether they're called to um, to enter into these sorts of um, conversations, uh, or really, you know, whatever it is that God is calling them to do um, to defend His church and His people. Well, I, I'm just so grateful for that. I'm I'm almost I almost don't know what to say because you said it so well, and mm-hmm. it's something, Representative Hansen, that you've mentioned a number of times throughout our interview. Is is just this priority of prayer, and this priority of discerning the will of God. You know, it, it, there are so many challenges um, that we're faced with today, and really, that's that's the most important question: is what does God want us to do um, today? What is how you know? How does He want us to live our lives with our families? How does He want us to live our lives at work? How does He want us to live our lives as citizens? And that's um, you know, the U.S. bishops, um, they've got this beautiful document, um, uh, forming consciences for faithful citizenship. And the Holy Father, Pope Francis, actually quoted from the U.S. bishops in his very first exhortation, The Joy of the Gospel. It's this great document about you know, just being a, a joyful missionary disciple in today's world. And, and he quotes from the US, U.S. bishops, just really insisting that faithful citizenship is part and parcel with um, missionary discipleship. Um, so, you know, the beginning with prayer is so, so important. And any, maybe in our, our final... Uh, final moments here. Any uh, tips for people, citizens? You know, maybe they're not involved right now. Um, any practical things that they could they could do to get uh, to get involved and respond to this call? Sure. Well, I think it really starts with um, with a little bit of study. And so, um, if you're gonna if you're gonna want to step out in a really substantive way into the public square, I think you need to begin by just knowing really what it is that you believe and what the Church teaches. 
And um, so, you know, if you're a bit unsure, uh, read some read some um, books, read the Catechism on what it means to be a Christian um, in the public square. And um, and then beyond that, you know, I, I think about what we've talked about today with just prayerfully discerning the will of the Lord. You know, I can't even really tell you um, where I'm going to end up, uh, mm. because I'm just going to end up wherever the Lord leads me. And uh, so I would just, my best piece of advice that I could give anybody is um, know the issues, know what the Church teaches, know what we believe, and then prayerfully discern how the Lord wants you to use that information mm-hmm. in your life and in the public square. Right. Because I, I truly feel, I don't know a lot about um, the law and all of the things that are going on, but I think the key here is that it is our responsibility to do our part, no matter what level it's at. God has a job for us. Yeah. And yeah. Amen. I, I, I really, really appreciate this call to study, too. And, and just so everybody knows who's going to stick with us through the program, I did not share the rest of the program with Representative Hansen, but we're going to talk about the catechism a little bit later with, um, with one of our other guests and just the importance, actually, of, of, of being really well-formed, doing a little bit of study, as Representative Hansen has put it. So it's, um, you know, speaking of, of just providence and, and following where the Lord leads, I think he's, I think he's leading us uh, this morning, certainly. Um, you know, it's, it, it kind of calls to mind, it kind of uh, calls to mind, too, um, St. Paul's story of, of having this really profound encounter with the Lord, but I often think about him, it, it says that he goes down into Arabia. I can't remember for how long, a couple years, I think. And, and um, a, a, a Bible study I was doing a couple years ago, the, um, the person leading it, it was a scripture scholar, and um, they suggested the reason he went there was to pray and study. So kind of the two big things that, that you're suggesting, Representative Hansen, is prayer and study. So amen to that. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Senator Hansen, so much. It's been a joy having you on this morning, and we're lucky to have you in the Senate. Hey, thanks very much for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to serve the people of the state of South Dakota, and it's good to talk to people. All right. Thank you so much. All right, Chris, it's off to a good start. This is a big show we have today. Yeah, it is. You know, so um, um, you know, it, it it can be kind of a uh, to, to talk about some of these things too can be a bit. You know, like twenty twenty is like what a year, and twenty twenty one is off to a, a big start too. So I I've got to just tell you like how grateful I am um, just for these. You know, this strong. We haven't really talked about issues yet, and, and we're going to get into mm-hmm. a couple issues uh, yeah. later in the program some of the issues that are going to come up in our state legislatures uh, of real key importance to Catholics. Mm-hmm. But even before we talk about issues, I have to just think how, how important it was that we just were, we're talking first about prayer mm-hmm. and study. So maybe when we get back from a break, um, you and I can just take a little time of, of prayer and invite our listeners into that as well. Um, and, and then we're going to talk a little bit about, about South Dakota, what's coming up uh, here and after that, we're going to jump uh, jump up to Minnesota and then and then North Dakota um, yeah. with a couple of great guests. Well, and I just want to encourage those that aren't into politics to not be discouraged because we have some um, fantastic things lined up and things to learn. So even if you're not all that into politics, um, this show is going to be very beneficial for you either way. 
So I just want to encourage those because I am not a huge political um, know-it-all either. So we're in this together, folks, and it's going to be very interesting, and I'm excited for our upcoming guests. So we're going to take a break, Chris. When we come back, it's going to be me and you hashing things out and talking about South Dakota. Sounds great, Heather. All right, folks, we'll be right back after this break. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 